Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Vincent Jenna with us, known as the Tell It Like It Is and truly authentic spiritual teacher and psychic therapist. He combines these extraordinary psychic abilities, academic credentials, and genuine all-loving approach to provide healing for body, mind, and spirit. And as a psychic therapist, Vincent uses his more than 36 years of training, research, experience in the metaphysical, psychological, psychological, spiritual fields to help dive deeply into your psyche, to release blockages, resistance, and self-sabotaging beliefs. He's on Instagram, Twitter, X, Facebook, and his website is his name, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Vince, always great to have you on the program. Oh, my God, George, it's so great to be back here. I hope you are doing well. I am well, and how about yourself, my friend? Absolutely, and keeping busy, especially in these times. These are strange times, aren't they? Have you ever seen them stranger than this? No, no, definitely not in my time period. I've been around for 68 years, and I can tell you right now, this is the strangest time. And so uh, hopefully we can get some things done here. Vince, how did you enhance your psychic abilities? How did this begin for you? Well, it began because I wanted to help a friend whose life was in crisis. And I, at that time, I was a professional singer, actor, and dancer, and I knew nothing about counseling anyone. And so it was a cry out to spirit, to God, to give me the ability to help a friend like this and this need and others like him. And so it was within a week's time, Steven Spielberg, Cecil B. DeMille, they would have put together a movie exactly like the one that happened to me. And so it was over a period of a couple of months, and then things just started developing. And I spent a lot of time studying it, researching it, educating material, other material, and paranormal and metaphysical and spiritual material, and then eventually psychological material. So because I was getting into that brain, I wanted to know everything about it. So there's where it led me, right to where I am today. Edgar Casey was one of a kind, wasn't he? 
Uh, he absolutely was, and and, and uh, still his material is still relevant and profound today. Uh, like uh, things that he says about what's going on on the earth that he said years ago that is still you know effective today. So it's it's great material. I love his stuff. I still go by his remedies, Vincent. The things that he said about health related issues, I go by the book when oh, he talks. Yes, yes. My father actually did that, too, when my father had psoriasis and, and my mother-in-law had psoriasis. And Edgar Casey actually put out how to cure psoriasis. And there were doctors that follow his methods. And so we followed them and absolutely helped. And certainly I use Vicks VapoRub and <laughs> one of his formulas. I love it. They probably developed it from him. They did, absolutely. That was a formula he put out, which was amazing. That is something. Still today, everything is working, yes. You have a spirit guide named Joseph, and you also tap into an intergalactic alien council. Tell us first about the guy, Joseph. Well, Joseph introduced himself to me in the very beginning of this entire uh, episode with me, a spiritual awakening. Uh, he actually began trancing through me before um, Abraham tranced through Esther Hicks. And so I was going way back, but it's now 40 years, actually, that I had been working with him. And he's been helping me gain the material, get the downloads, uh, be able to present it, uh, introduce me to my angel guide, and let me know that every step of the way that I was going to be helped in all this work that I do. So as long as I keep an open mind and an open heart and, and have great faith, I keep getting this guidance. So, yeah, Joseph was my main man, man, and um, it, he really helped me a lot. And that Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph he even helped me with dreams and dream interpretation right from the get-go. So it's been an amazing journey with him. And he stayed by you. He's constantly here with me, as well as this alien council, the intergalactic council that came along and introduced themselves to me a few years ago, and they've been downloading a whole bunch of information to me that's really been helpful in my being able to help others and unblock things with people. So it just to have more information about life and what's going on in life is the greatest power that we can have is information. And certainly they've been helping me, and Joseph's been helping me. Jesus, all, I mean, ascended masses, everybody can tap into their own guides and their own ascended masters and the angels, and, and it really is a great help. Is this the Joseph who was the raising father of Jesus? No, this Joseph was the Joseph that saved Egypt during its time of drought. Ah, okay. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph, the Joseph from Canaan. So he was before Joseph and Mary. All right, interesting. Now, this Intergalactic Alien Council, how did they approach you? How did this start? Well, I had just finished. I'm sitting in my office. I had just finished the reading. So you, you, you just got to picture this. There I am. I'm sitting there by myself in quiet, and it's really nice. And all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, I hear in my head, in my inner ear, we would like to speak with you. And so I'm looking around thinking, okay, I'm a medium. Maybe there's a spirit here, but I'm not feeling any spirit energy at all. I'm not looking around. I can't see anything, feel anything, know anything. I just heard we'd like to speak with you. It's almost like when you, you wake up from a dream because somebody called your name, and you, you know you heard it, but there's nobody there. 
So I'm looking, I'm looking at my plants. Now I'm looking, going, oh my goodness, are they starting to talk to me? Holy cow, am I losing it over here? What? And they said, no, this is the intergalactic council. We are a council of spirit aliens, that what you would call alien, and we are in another dimension. And uh, that's when I was like, holy cow, wait, you're telling me that you're extraterrestrials in spirit? And they confirmed that. That's how it all began. And, and I said, well, why me? That's the greatest question that people ask. It's like, why is this happening to me? Why are you speaking with me? And they were telling me because of, one, my belief about aliens always was more positive than on the negative side to mm -hmm. start with. And I always had an interest with aliens. But also because I was coming out into the world and I've been doing media shows and interviews all over the country. And they felt that if I had proper information about them, I could help people completely understand not only why they are visiting here, the different things that they are doing to humans and the earthly plane, and help people understand that and lose their fear, but also explain things that we still don't, you know, have answers to, uh, like uh, what are cryptids and, and Skinwalker Ranch and, and Armageddon and black holes, things like that. They've been loading me with unbelievable amount of information, especially lately, George. Are these intergalactic aliens, aliens who once were living and they're now dead, but their spirits continue, or are they still Absolutely. aligned? No, they are. So they're obviously there's the living extraterrestrials that, just like us, we're on Earth, they're on their planet, and these are spirit ones in spirit. They were alive. They're now deceased, and now they're in spirit. Just like we have the spirit with the angels and their mom and dad that are on the other side, or a sister and brother, a loved one, whatever, that are on the other side, that's where they are too. But this particular council came together because they are spirits that were incarnating on different and in different universes, on different planets. And oh, so amazing. they're together helping to guide all of us in, in our incarnations down here and in everywhere else. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was 
before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. They seem to have an interest in Sasquatch. What is that? Oh, well, it will hit well, all the cryptids. Sasquatch is, is a cryptid, an animal of, uh, that could be mythical or strange in some way, right? Well, well, think about what ancient Greece came up with, those mythical creatures that they wrote about. Well, in actuality, what they were tapping into is the memories of Atlantis. All of those cryptids originally came when we first came down here on this, this earth and this earthly plane. We were like a bunch of kids let loose at Toys R Us without any adult supervision. And we had our powers all with us. And so we're playing with those powers. So we took all the different creatures that spirit created before we came down here and we started messing with them. So we would take wings from the, the birds and we would put them on the horses. That was Pegasus, right? And then we would take a man's head and, and also put it on a horse in another way. And so there were all of these creatures we created that are actually now the cryptids, the DNA. Once, once Atlantis was destroyed and we actually helped to destroy Atlantis, we did that ourselves because we abused our powers. But the DNA still lasts. It lasts forever, just like we have some old dinosaur DNA that, that's evolved into some of the, the reptiles today. And so the, this DNA lasted, and it wound up being spread out over the, the earthly plane. We were once one big, giant continent way back when. And as it split apart, the creatures split apart with it, and so the different animals that we created and sasquatch is one of them completely and also sasquatch also represents the first attempt at 
Making Modern Man, which was really interesting. So it does have some uh, gorilla DNA mixed with some hybrid DNA in an attempt to make an upright standing mobile being but that is actually the end of the Neanderthal race and the beginning of the modern man race. Right after Sasquatch came us, what you see today as mm -hmm. modern humans. And so Sasquatch was actually the ending of that development. And we saw, you know, it, it was a pretty good uh, you know, creation, as far as we were concerned, is just like, okay, gorillas were all hunched over. They couldn't get around everywhere that they wanted to and certainly couldn't be able to develop into the societies that we have today staying like that. And that was the Neanderthal then that came along, right? And so we took the Neanderthal, we took the gorilla, we tried to put it together, let's make it upright. The aliens actually spliced DNA to help us with that. And Sasquatch, like I said, is the end just before Modern Man came out. And what? once you see Modern Man, that's it. And there's not a lot of Sasquatches around. There's only a few. And it's not just in this country. There are some of those Sasquatch-type creatures in other worlds as well, in other countries as well, around the world. Why can't we get why can't we get a body of a Sasquatch, Vincent, or or well, a life specimen? Pretty, they're pretty smart. They've been living in this planet for such a long time. They know how to escape the you know male hunting and the human hunting of of them. And we can capture some pictures. We have obviously have seen some photos of them, but we can never find them because they they know the Earth. Better than we know the Earth. We think we know the Earth. We're learning more about the Earth, right? As centuries go by, we wind up learning even more about it and the ecology here. But they are part of this Earth. They've been here longer than we have as modern man and humans. So they have a, a way of being able to get around and hide and, and just keep themselves from being seen or caught. And there's not that many of them to start with to get them. If, if they had larger populations, George, there'd be an easier time getting them. But they're not a large population. They're a very small population. And they can relocate in an instant if we do find a nesting area of them. But they can hide very quickly because they're more connected to the earth than we are. And they hear us coming just like animals do. It, they, they, they sense the energy, they sense the vibration, they feel the vibration of change. Well, they feel our vibration, too, coming along because they are so closely tied to the Earth and the vibration of the Earth. This intergalactic alien council, what do they want with us? Nothing more than to help us. They are our big brothers and sisters who evolved quicker than we did. When we were first created... And then all of the universes were created. They were, the universes were created for us to experience ourselves. And we were told we can go anywhere, wherever you want to go, go ahead and be over there and come home and we'll talk about it and see how much you've learned and grown and you get to experience your magnificence, your divinity. Go, go ahead. And so each of us as souls decided to incarnate in our own universes and worlds just the same as they did. Now, as we die, the body dies, and we go back, and we put things together, we grow. 
And so they were getting better ideas quicker than we were. They were attempting to share some with us because we basically go to the same place, the same dimension um, with all souls once we leave the physical body. And so they definitely advanced more. You can see that in a family. You can have a bunch of kids going to the same grade, the same school, learning the same material, and some of the kids just get it quicker than the other kids. And the other kids, maybe some of them have to be left back and have to go through the process again. And then the other ones advance and, and go on to greater schools and greater learning, right? Well, that's exactly what happened with the souls. And we were the less evolved souls. So why are they coming here? Because it's taking us such a long time to evolve that we're actually creating different organisms and diseases that are destroying and hurting our bodies and actually keeping us from being able to evolve quicker. And so in their attempt to hasten our evolvement, they've come to the earth. They helped us understand building and, and different leverages in order to build things like the pyramids, the sphinxes, and some of the buildings that we build today. We can't even replicate some of the buildings that we did from way back when. And so they had to help us with that to move us along. And they take the body in order to get some of the genetics out of it and figure out ways, okay, they've got this disease going on. What do they need in their DNA and their genes here in order to to keep from getting those diseases, to uh, have an immune system that's stronger and can fight some of them. So that's what they have been doing since they've been coming here. And nowadays, they're absolutely coming more and more and more. Would, and their involvement, like if... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Would they defend us if an alien race tried to destroy us? <laughs> that is the thing that everybody has to understand. There is no such a race that would destroy us. Every alien that comes to the Earth is benevolent, not malevolent. Albert Einstein knew that because he said is he definitely believed in extraterrestrials. And he proposed that in order for an extraterrestrial to escape their universe and come to ours or any others, they would have to have command of spiritual principles. They would have to know themselves as souls to be able to bypass the physicality of their universe. And one of the reasons why we're having a difficult time and we're trying to figure out even their propulsion methods and how they get around, because we still, they do research. They've got, you know, ships that have crashed here that the scientists have been exploring and studying for years now. And they can't replicate anything because they're still in this physical-oriented mind rather than a spiritual understanding of who we are. We dematerialize. There are actually cells, and Dr. Joe Dispenza has, has shown this in, in many of his books, that we have cells in our body where an, an, an electron of one atom in one place in our body will dematerialize and appear in another atom in another place of our body in order to have shared properties. And so without understanding quantum physics and that we are more space than we are solid, then we're not going to be able to escape our universe. They can because they understand that. Therefore, if they have 
command of spiritual principles, they're not going to be here to hurt us. They're only going to be able to help us. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.